0: The church, I want you to know, and I want to re- remind you of a few things. We have eliminated from our vocabulary some phrases this year. We have eliminated I can't, I won't, and I'm not. Everybody say they are gone. They are gone. Say it again say they are gone. We have replaced it this year with I can, I will, and I am. That is what you function by, that's what you live by, and that is the real deal. And one reason why you go from this category to this category is this phrase right here. We are well able. No more I can't, no more I won't. This is a recap for those of you that may have missed some of the previous weeks we have eliminated that stuff from our vocabulary this phrase right here the key word in this is we everybody say we We. That's a major Holy Spirit word right now is we. I think it's so fitting that today we're all in here together. The kids are in here, moms and dads. We highlighted some babies because you'll see as I go through today's message how many scriptures that are in here that you said and you and I did not compare notes. So to me, that's a verily, verily moment. Listen, listen, Jesus is speaking. But you know what? Some people don't like the we business. Some people like to live in what I want to call today meville. Meville is a very lonely place. Meville is like old Highway 27, one-shot road, everything to the right, everything to the left, nothing much more. People like to hang out in Meville because it's comfortable. Doesn't require anything from me. It's just me, 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 and me. Me Meville doesn't even have a super Walmart. Meville might be one of the only places left in the country that has just a plain Walmart. Are there any left? Meville's got them. But you and I, family of God, that's not us. We live in Weeville, where we have Super Target and four coffee places, and it's not Starbucks. Somebody give Baxter's a shout. Now, it's okay to have fun in here. I'm going to, whether you do or not. This is so powerful. We are well able. You have got to remember that you are not alone. Look at the faces in this room. Get to know them. Tell someone your business. Really? Because no telling what you might overcome just simply because you open up to someone and decide we are well able. You're not fighting alone anymore, Stacy. No one in here is fighting alone. It's really up to you. It's your choice. The Lord has put you in this family, the Lord has planted you here, the Lord has said, Welcome to Weeville, Victory Christian Fellowship style. Somebody say amen to that. So, this phrase that we've been hammering all month long. It comes from our foundation scripture, and I love it. Can I give it to you one more time? Today's kind of the wrap-up, y'all, so sit back and relax. I'm going to be all over the place, but you'll be fine. Love this scripture, because it says what? Caleb, my man Caleb, here's what he said. He quieted the people in front of Moses, and he said, let us go up at once and occupy it, For we are well able to overcome it. Now, his situation specifically dealt with the Lord said, I'm going to give you this land. Well, everybody, when they began to spy out the land, those that went said, We can't, we won't, we better not, we shouldn't, I'm afraid, don't. But Caleb stood up, he said, We are well able. Didn't say, I, 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 he said, we. Wonder what we could do if we really get our heads together. There is all kind of land that you were born to occupy. There's all kind of space. There's all kind of things, all kind of God business that you were born to carry. And we are well able to get you there if you want to get in relationship with family. Everybody say family. I feel that in my heart, man. Just big time today, family. So based on this, all month long, I've been asking the question, just what is it that we are well able to do in 2023? And today I add, not just in 2023, and beyond, to infinity and beyond. All you toy store lovers, (laughs) toy Stories, whatever, what is it that we are well able to do in 2023 and beyond? Let me give you a quick review. Week one, I talked about how we are well able to hear God's voice. I loved the characters. If you notice, there's been character development all through this month. And two people that I used in that moment talked about King David. Remember? how to him basically god's voice was a thunder all the things that god's voice could do it's above the waters breaks the cedars causes the deer to give birth okay god's voice shakes everything that tries to take deep root in your life everything the doctors have said now that's always going to be there god's voice breaks that down pulls that out brings life That's the dear given birth part, if you know. But on that same note, another person in the Bible, a very powerful man, a man named Elijah, who called down fire from heaven. His recount of God's voice in scripture, God's voice was what? It wasn't a thunder. It was a still, small voice. Scripture specifically says it's a whisper. And to hear a whisper, you have to get quiet. You have to remove distractions. And lo- I love what I, the way I turn it is. you have to do what? You have to lean in to hear it. Just because it's a whisper doesn't mean by any means that God's trying to make it hard to hear. He just wants to see who's going to lean in to hear it. Let me tell you, this house, we're leaning in. I love the next week, Pastor Mark, he talked about we are well able to carry His presence. He had a little card up here. He was asking a question, are you dragging it or do you carry? And I think the key point of the whole day that I love so much that Pastor Mark said is there has to be a continual flow of his presence. Roll up on in here. Let's pile up the front. Let's worship. Let's dance. Let's do a spiritual jig. But then we've got to do what? Take it out with us. We must carry it beyond here. That's how we affect the city. That's how revival comes. Let's come on into the filling station. Let me crank you up. I can do that. But then we've got to go out there. We've got to take it out there. Are you ready to carry it out there? Week three, I came back with this one. We are well able to live by faith. Faith doesn't ask Faith says, because faith is what? Faith is. Uh Faith doesn't say, Lord, where are you? Faith says, Lord, I see you in everything. We are well able to live by faith. Pastor Don, let's give Pastor Don a hand clap. Where's he at? Pastor Don said last week, I love this. Church, we are well able to dream again i said we are well able to dream again i ask you this question based on that what's keeping you from your dream what's keeping you from your dream when you were little i'm going to go to the moon be a cowboy be this be that but later on life says ah well wait a minute is that practical what is god's best for you i believe it is this pastor don that dream that god placed in your heart what is that dream today i pray life to those dreams because we are well able to dream again in this house you've got plenty of room in here to dream what are you dreaming about what are you going for I and the pastoral team want to do our best to come alongside you walk with you and continue to declare this entire year we are well able to walk in that God dream that you have so I believe based on all the things that we've talked about we can hear we can carry live by faith dream again today i declare to you that we are well able to overcome any and all obstacles that the enemy may try to throw at us this year you are well able to overcome all of that based on what we've been telling you but i want to give you more reason we serve a god of more When you get four, he'll give you four more. You get eight, he'll give you eight more. You cannot outdo our big God. Somebody say amen. Amen. So look, this whole deal, we're able to overcome any and all obstacles. Let me give you some more reasons why. Can I do that? Let's jump into the word. This is where it's all at. I'm sure that nothing. Did you see how nothing jumped out? Wasn't that cool? Come on, (laughs) act like that was cool. (laughs) I just love that stuff. Figure it out. I am sure that nothing, now I'm giving you a reason why you are well able to overcome anything. Now I'm going to give you some whys and I'm going to give you some how. Okay? A how and a why. I'm sure that nothing can separate us from God's love, not death, life, angels or ruling spirits, I am sure that nothing now, can I say nothing again? Sure, I will. Nothing in the future, no powers, nothing above us or nothing below us. Say nothing. Let's say it again. Nothing in the whole created world will ever be able to separate us from the... Oh, come on now. That's been a thing. Nothing can separate us from the love God has shown us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Oh, my goodness. That is, that's one, the Holy Spirit's going, just let them chew on it a minute. Nothing in the whole created world You can't do anything bad enough that he says, forget you. You can't talk bad enough. I'm just gonna say, you can't drink enough beer. You can't smoke enough dope. You can't get all messed up in your identity, figuring out whether you're a man or a woman enough to cut God's love off from you. Those who are watching online, And those who are in this room, you cannot mess it up. Some people even in this room. You continually deal with, well, you know, I'll only be able to go so far because of all that. Some of you in this room use all that as an excuse to keep from going over here. Because even though you know that ain't right, you actually like to keep a little bit of it there. Because it's your excuse to not get over where God's calling you and where I've been pulling you for six months. Well, now let's get real in here. Cut that thing off. It is, a ball and chain, but... it is a ball and chain, says Mama Jeanette. Yeah, Won't you listen to your mom? How many of you think that's wise? Well, listen to this. I think that's good to know this. Nothing in the world can separate you from God, nothing, nothing in that whole ball of wax. So why do you give it more power than it actually has? I mean, think, look, we don't have to go so deep because even sometimes three feet deep drowns a lot of us scripturally. Give me deep, give me more. Well, honey, three feet's about to kill you. Let's just stay in there a minute. I mean, really, we'll go eight feet as soon as you get three feet conquered. You want, five, you want 50 bucks? God says, well, five's putting you in the hole. Why would I give you 50? I mean, can we be practical with Jesus? Let's quit trying to be, oh, let's just be where we are. <laughs> if I had hair, it'd be messed up sometimes. As <laughs> soon as my hair started to turn loose of me, I said, you're fired. You ain't <laughs> see, laughter does good like a mess. Some of you are getting healed right now just because you're laughing. I'm serious. Jesus is a fun guy. Can I keep going? Yes. Let's just see. I'm not even going to look here. Let's see. Ah. Oh. Where could I go to escape from your what spirit or from your what? If I were to climb up to the highest heavens, you would be there. Now, on the flip side, if I were to dig down to the world of the dead, guess what? You would also be there. You can't run from him. You've been trying for years. Now, you've been trying, Well, you're in here today, so you must be running in a circle. What's wrong with you, hamster? I mean, really, wouldn't you like to get off the wheel and start running straight into the territory that Jesus said you are well able to take? Come on. There is ground destiny that you were born to take. It's the hair that caught me. I don't know. I'm serious. There's ground God called you to take. I don't know who you are, but I'm telling you there's ground that God has for you. Three times, the Lord just, there's ground that you've been called to take. Where could I go? Where could I go to escape from you? Let me say this, stop trying because you can't do it. So you need to remember based on all of this that you can't climb high enough or dig deep enough to escape His spirit. This is another reason why you are well able to overcome it sounds good but I've given you a month-long bit of business and the powerful scriptures today to show suppose I had wings now see I look we're digging we're climbing now we're flying because you've tried all of it and so have I at times so have I the stories that Pastor Mark could tell you Suppose I had wings like the dawning day and flew across the ocean. Even then, your powerful arm, look at how it describes it here. Your powerful arm would do what? Would guide me. He was guiding you when you didn't even know it. You were trying to fly away, but he was still guiding you. You thought, well, the Lord's sending me here. The Lord's doing this, the Lord's doing, well, I'm doing this. I oh, No, you had it right the first time. The Lord was actually doing, it's not you, it's him. He guides you. And you know what else he does while he guides you? He protects you. You thought it was just cause you were special. Mm-mm, it's him. Cause you and I get stupid quite often. And we think now I'm a big boy and I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you don't. I don't either. (laughs) Every day I say, Lord, you're going to put people in that room. What am I supposed to do? That's exactly the attitude I want you to have. Let me do it. And I said, go ahead, dad, take over. (laughs) I'm adding a whole lot to this. I got to go on. Would guide and protect me. Nothing about me is hidden from you. This is what I wanted today or what I want you to know today. Nothing is hidden. You can try to hide it from people, but you cannot hide it from God, he knows. And guess what, he still wants you. He still loves you. There is still ground for you to take. There is still purpose, rhyme and reason and heavenly divine life that you are designed to live. Nothing, everybody say nothing, is hidden. Now, I love this. I love this. That's true because of this. You read it. I was secretly woven together out of human sight. But with your own eyes, you saw my body being formed. Even before I was born, you had written in your book everything about me. Everything about about you I wonder what's written about you I wonder what is written about you So everybody say so So, so what should we say about this If God is for us come on you know you know I was going to this one come on If God is for us, no one can stand against us, and God is with us. Come on, somebody. Now, isn't that a great shouting scripture right there? Doesn't that just put fire in your backbone and water in your mouth and all the good things that you need? You could preach for a week on that, right? Well, let me flip it around. We know God is with us, but the biggest question of the day Is are you with God? He's with you. He was guiding you. He was protecting you. Are you willing to be with him? Because it's not always going to be perfect. It will by no means always be easy. Easy. It will cause you to, get, yeah, okay. It will cause you to get out of yourself to be with him. But we like self. We want to stay in Meville. But he's, but church, he's He's ever lovingly asking us to get on over here into Weeville because that's where he is. Now, here's a good way to know if you're with him. Now, again, are you with him? Here's a good way. Love the scripture. You're my friends if if you do what I tell you to do. That's where the problem jumps in sometimes. If you do what I tell you to do. I no longer call you servants because servants don't know what their master is doing. But now I call you friends. My goodness. Friends with God. What, what, what? <laughs> I call you friends. Well, well, here's why. Well, because I've told you everything that my father told me. Now, that, that's another pause moment. Because I've told you everything that my father told me. Right there, Jesus, family, we, everything I'm talking about. He just did what he saw his father do. He said what he heard his father say. Who, who are you listening to? Who, who, are, who are you repeating? Who, who are you running after? The television set? Uh, uh, the, the people that don't know any more than... Then... Love this part. Because I've told you everything that my father told me. You did not choose me. What? I chose you. My goodness, now here's the key in this. I know we love this part right here. I chose you. That's another preach, power, go. Week of revival based on that. But look at what it says right here in this easy to read version. It says, and I gave you this work to go. Now just pause that right there a minute. I chose you, well then I put you to work. To go and produce fruit, fruit that will last fruit that will last so it's it's very important to know the answer to this are you ready to go to work or are you asleep on the job (laughs) now there you go (laughs) so many people this is how you're living Jesus, don't go to church. Wait a minute, tonight's the game, right? We gotta go. It's game day. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I Anyway, I'll stop there. Are you asleep on the job? So now I've told you why. Why, why. You've got all kind of reason now to know that, hey, look, I can overcome. But the big question is, how do we overcome any and all obstacles? Now, let's get real, let's get real fancy here. Everybody say fancy. <laughs> fancy. <laughs> Told you why. But I want you to hear how... I, I love to do this. This is something the Holy Spirit just does with me. How do we do... The, we, we come in this building the wonderful phrases, but some people ask, and I go to lunch with a lot of you, talk to a lot of you on the phone, and I want to make sure that you know how to do these things that I'm saying. I want to make sure that everything is accessible and applicable. When you get up and walk out of here, even though we get all frothed up, we know how to practically apply it and do it. We carry his presence with us. There's something that I want you to know about obstacles, okay? Obstacles in life are not in the way of God's plan. They are part yes, they are. of God's plan. Let that sink in. Obstacles in life are not in the way of God's plan. They are part of God's plan. So, so here's a very practical step. Stop running from obstacles and start running toward those obstacles. Because so many times, a bump, a hiccup, a something, we wanna run from it. But could it be that God is allowing that to show you what is really inside of yourself? Listen, this scripture right here, I think this is so powerful. You know this scripture, you've read it many of a time. We know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes how many things? all things to work as a plan for good. Huh. For those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose, not yours. (laughs) Now, just come on. His plan and his purpose, not yours. Now, I want to Read this in another translation to you. I love this. God is able to orchestrate everything, not just a few things, but what? Everything. I hope that jumped out and slapped you real good there. God is able to orchestrate everything to work toward. Remember I said work he gives you, start running toward. Look at how that ties in. Everything to work toward something good and beautiful when we love him. Now this is just totally a different twist to me when I read this. We love him and accept his invitation to live according to his plan. The Lord will send you an invitation to walk according to his plan. Have you ever thought of an obstacle as his invitation to his plan? I really know it. Well, no, wait a minute. Obstacle means that something's something's wrong and I need to pray harder. Well, no, no, no. Sometimes, how do I want to say this? Sometimes you need to see that obstacle as an opportunity to prove that we are well able because some obstacles that come up in your life, they make you. And they also show you that you're not alone because some things will come across your path that you're going to need someone else to walk with you you're going to need the body of Christ. You're going to need the people that you may not even know their name right now and you've sat beside them for three years. Could that be the one? Could that be the one? Think of an obstacle as his invitation to his plan. So if you want to overcome an obstacle, point one, whatever, think of it as an invitation. That was number one. Here's number two, another way and how we do this. Listen, talk to yourself, don't listen to yourself. Now, what? <laughs> now, that right there is just like, what are you, what in the world? Now, now, I, now, here I'm gonna take a little, I'm gonna take probably a little bit more time on this one than the other ones because I think this is so powerful. Talk to yourself, don't listen to yourself because a big deal right here is you can be your biggest obstacle. You can. You, you, you. Now, I want to give you an example of this, okay? Let me give you an example. How many of you know that we've been talking about this guy throughout, my my portions of this throughout the month of January? We've been talking about King David, and he's a character, everybody say hallelujah, uh, who had a lot of obstacles in his life. You need to study. I don't think there's anything that he didn't go through i mean he went through a lot i as i've gone through and studied different things about scripture david there's an example somewhere in his life of about everything that i've thought of this is it's crazy what an amazing guy so i want to give you an example of this whole thing talking to yourself listen to yourself because David did have a few obstacles, and I want to show you one in particular in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. I'm going to read one through four here. I'm going to put verse six up here because it's the punchline. So everybody say, let's go. Now, when David and his men came to Ziklag, everybody say Ziklag. That's a big word. On the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Najib and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag And they burned it with fire and had taken captive all the women and all who were in it. You don't have any problems. Both small and great. They didn't kill anybody, but carried them off and went their way. Now listen to this. And when David and his men came to the city, because that's where his family and all his people were, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. Now listen to this, what David and these powerful people that were with David did. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. Many of you have been in that same situation. The devil has rushed into your life, has come into your territory, taken everything captive that you love, that you hold dear, and you have cried until you can't cry anymore. David faced the same thing. Scripture says David was greatly distressed. I think so. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Not someone outside, his own people. Sometimes your own friend, people around you, want to stone you and throw you. Think, Lord, what is the deal? What do I do to overcome this obstacle? Let's read on. They spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David... Encouraged himself. (laughs) He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Well, now, how did he do that? (laughs) How did he do that? Because David was human, just like us, okay? I know sometimes Bible characters, we put them up in Hollywood frames. We think it's a character in a story created by. MGM, no, Jesus, life, real deal. I'm gonna be the first one in God's home movie theater so y'all take a back seat, I'm going first. (laughs) David was human just like us and he had crazy thoughts just like we do. Look what David said over here in Psalms 42. He said, I wonder, will I ever make it? How many of you? (laughs) Well, let me just go on and ask you then, okay? Do you ever wonder if you will ever make it? Of course you do, Yeah. Bible, this is the right here. Well, here's what David did. Check this out. These are the things I go over and over, emptying out the pockets of my life. Look at what he goes, refers to. Look here. I was always at the head of the preaching crowd. Oh, I'm sorry. I was always at the head of the handing out. F- he was always at the head of the worshiping crowd. Why do you think worship is such a big deal? It's the key to your breakthrough. The first thing David went over was his worship life. Oh, I was always out in the front, man. Head of the worshiping crowd. Right out in front, doing what? Leading. Leading them all. Eh, Just showing up whenever I want No, the dude was eager to arrive and worship. Why show up at 10:55, 11:05? Your worship life tells a whole lot about life. And I'm not—I'm stepping on my own toes. That's why I worship is such a big deal. These are the things I go over and over. I got to go through this. What do you go over and over? The problem, the issue, the deal, the what do you go over and over? Look at look at what David did. David was shouting praises, singing Thanksgiving, celebrating. So look, if you have an obstacle, here's what you need to do. You need to sing, you need to shout, you need to celebrate, because remember, isn't it just an invitation anyway? So be joyful. You got an invitation yes somebody going yeah boy okay that's good whatever yeah Easy for you to say oh trust me been there done that many a times but these are the things that have to happen in our lives i love he goes he's continuing to talk to himself david says why are you down in the dumps dear soul why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. He's telling himself, to, the word fix right there, wipe everything else out. Lock in on him. Lock in on him. Wipe it out. Fix my eyes on God. Soon I will be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. Big question to all of you. Why are you down? Why are you crying? He's your God. Not just David's. He's your God. Why, why are you down? Why are you crying? He is my God. Mm. Talk to yourself. That's right. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, I'll give you another one. Okay, sure. When my soul is in the dumps, I, I rehearse everything I know of you. Do you rehearse everything you know? Because to overcome an obstacle in your life, rehearse everything you know about him. Go over it and over it and over it because it is the truth. So many times the enemy wants you to buy into a lie. Worship, look at here will clear the lies out of the atmosphere that look the devil was the worship leader in heaven before he got booted the dude knows Mm -hmm. why do you and i say this in a way i'm not trying to push you into worship i'm sure trying to lead you on because some of you to get your breakthrough need to be right on up here eager to arrive at the front of the crowd, leading in worship. It's not just to make us feel good that the music sounds good kind of thing. No, I'm trying to provide a way for you to get free Come on. before this ever happens. Talking's talk, worship's walk because it's your part. This is, this is just, I enjoy this part. Awesome. But let me tell you what the best part of the day is is when we see a bunch of people right here getting free. When people giving their heart to Jesus in the middle of worship, altar call, go home, we're done. Can I give you another reason, another, another how in all of this? Help someone else overcome their obstacle. I mean, really, they're just trying to be practical. I'm, I'm running out of time. Be, be practical with this, okay? Because the real deal here, talk is cheap. <laughs> it's the walk that talks, no matter how silly the situation looks. You know what? Talk is cheap, man. Talk, talk is cheap. It is the walk that talks. You got you to look at this. God is fair, he will remember all the work. Some people are terrified of that word, work. <laughs> Even when you say it in church, people go, mm, mm, rah, yeah, you got, you're going to have to work. God is fair, and he will remember all the work you have done. He will remember that you showed your love to him. By helping his people and that you continue to help them. How many of you love God in here with all your heart? Well, if you love him, help his people and continue to help them. Because that is the key to your breakthrough. If you do this, you'll overcome any and all obstacles in your life. Can I give you just one more? All right, I got just a few minutes here. <gasps> Knock down every wall. I just like that jumpy part. Let's see if I can make it do it again. Jumpy part. I love that. That's my favorite part. You got to knock down every wall. Listen to what I'm saying. We build walls around certain spots in our life. Now, I use the word spots specifically there. We build walls around certain spots in our life, and we think, well, that's going to keep me safe. Build this wall, I'm going to be safe. You're never going to hurt me again. You're never going to lie to me again. You're never going to rip me off again. Uh uh-uh, I'm going to build this wall. But that does not keep you safe. Hear me, does not keep you safe. What that wall does, it isolates you from getting the help that you need to overcome. (laughs) Whatever it is, that caused you to build the wall in the first place. (laughs) Now, I had fun with this one, so laugh even if you don't think it's funny. There's, There's only one, now listen to me. There's only one way to knock down those walls. And we need to carry the hammer, which is the word. And that's not even the funny part yet. Now, do you realize how much truth is in that? You need to carry the hammer, which is the word. And I love this scripture. I love how scripture will back up your thoughts. It just will. It's not my word like a fire declares the Lord and like a hammer which shatters a rock. You ever think of the word as a hammer? Now, thinking of a hammer, I guarantee you there's a fictional character that's been on the movie screens over the last little bit that carries a hammer. Would anybody have any idea where I'm going with this? Go ahead and shout his name out. Come on, what's his name? Thor. Oh my goodness, Thor carries his hammer, holds his hammer high in the lightning strike. Forget Thor. That's me, brother. Forget (laughs) Thor. Forget that guy. Forget you, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Edwards is gonna take your place. Come on, if if you give me your picture, I'll put, I'm spitting everywhere, I'll put your face up there. Cause let me tell you, movie, Hollywood, they don't have no hammer. Brother, we've got the hammer of the word. That's right. And let's just go a step further. It is the hammer of the word the hammer of the <laughs> I got you going now it's okay to have fun in church it's okay oh my goodness it is the hammer that breaks down the walls I got to give you this scripture to make sense of this and bring you back Christ is the reason that we're now at peace We were separated by a wall of hate that stood between us. Christ broke down that wall by giving his own body. Listen to me, let me make a real strong point here. The word or the hammer became flesh, right? That hammer became flesh. He tore down the wall we used to keep each other at a distance. Jesus destroyed those walls. So I'm going to ask you this question based on all that. What kind of wall do you use to keep people at a distance? Or better yet, let's say this What caused you to build the wall? Was it fear? Was it unworthiness? Was it pain? Come on, intimidation, frustration, embarrassment, depression. What is it? Everybody stand up all over the house. What what is it? What is it? What is it it that may have caused you to wall yourself up? I'm gonna ask you again. What is it that may have caused you to wall yourself up? Today, we're gonna use the hammer of the word to knock that wall down because we are well able. We are well able table.